Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Pelican Brewing presents the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit with the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How'd you do that? Actually, I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague is brought to you by Pelican Brewing. Born at the beach. The beach. All right, daily ticker time here on a Wednesday. Brought to you on the fan by Pelican Brewing Company. Born at the beach online at pelicanbrewing.com. And, hey, it is wild card weekend in the NFL playoffs. And we got a game right here on the fan on Saturday afternoon. On nine ten, I mean, uh, 49ers and Seahawks are playing in the wild card round of the playoffs. And uh, joining us now is Brady Henderson to talk about it. Seattle Seahawks reporter for ESPN app, Brady Henderson on Twitter. Brady, uh, good morning to you, my man. How, how are we feeling about round three? Seattle, they sneak in on Sunday night. Detroit pulls off the upset in Lambeau Field. Now we get 49ers and Seahawks again. How are you feeling about the third rendition of this game? Uh, I mean, I say good for them. It's, it's a nice accomplishment making the playoffs uh, or even finishing with a winning record, especially after, you know, sort of the way that a lot of people, myself included, didn't really have high expectations of this team at all. And so good for them. Uh, that said, I think it's probably the worst matchup that they could probably get uh, in the first round of the playoffs, considering just how obvious it's been, like, that the 49ers are in a different class than them. And that's been obvious. Um, you know, really all season uh, in week two when they beat them, when San Francisco beat Seattle by 20 points and held them without uh, an offensive touchdown. It was obvious over, you know, the final month and a half of the season while San Francisco was blowing opponents out as the Seahawks were, you know, losing to teams that are under 500. And, you know, there was that stretch where they lost five to six games. And it was, you know, clear in week 15 when the 49ers came to Seattle and, um, and really beat them, pretty solidly and that was an eight point game but that was probably the most lopsided eight point game i can ever remember mm-hmm. um you know, remember there was the pick six that got negated by an after the fact uh you know roughing penalty the 49ers broke off that long run near the end of the game and they would have scored had they not kneeled out the clock and so it was an eight point win for them that probably felt more like an 18 point win and so um 
you know, the, look, the Seahawks are, they've won two straight games. They've sort of fixed some of the issues that were plaguing them during that rough stretch of theirs, but it's just clear that the 49ers are in a different class than them. Yeah, I, I think it's, I think you summed it up well at the beginning there too of like, I would imagine most Seahawks fans at this point are just like, yo, what a great season. They're not expecting the moon this week and playoff football can present upsets all the time. So I guess you can't completely leave them out. But I, I'm curious, Brady, you've been around this team for a few years now. I remember talking to you for the first time a couple of years ago at camp and you know, you, you know, this team as well as anybody, you know, this organization inside and out, we all were wrong to a certain extent in the media about the Russell Wilson trade and what Gino would be and what the Seahawks would be. What did you as a beat writer, as somebody who's been around that organization for a few years now, what did you learn about this season? What did this season teach you that maybe you weren't as in tune with as you thought? Well, to me, it was just Geno Smith. And I thought that they, before the season, I thought that they would be decent uh, just because I didn't buy into the narrative at all that they had a bad roster. Um, I think that was some sort of lazy analysis and just assumptions that people made when they saw they traded Russell Wilson and, uh, you know, cut Bobby Wagner on the same day. I think a lot of people just assumed that, oh, okay, well, this is a full rebuild. Uh, they're tearing it down to the studs and, and people weren't really paying attention to the moves they made. They just sort of made the assumption that, you know, it's a, it's a whole teardown job, but the reality is they, they sort of built up their roster pretty nicely around the quarterback and the big question for them that, that um, I had, and even that they had too, frankly, was what kind of quarterback play they were going to get. So I thought this was going to be a situation where the roster, you know, the team around the quarterback kept them in games enough to where, you know, they were competitive, but I thought that they would lose a lot of close games because they wouldn't really get good quarterback play, um, you know, down the end, like, you know, that Russell Wilson was so good at pulling those games out at the end. And I just thought that they, they wouldn't have that guy. And so, um, I mean, I, I was right about the roster to some degree. I was, you know, just did not see this coming at all from Gino Smith. And, and again, a lot of people in the building didn't either. And so um, he's been, he's been really good. I know he's hit kind of a rough patch uh, here with five interceptions uh, the eight touchdown passes over the last five games. But by and large, he's just been fantastic, and that's been the difference with him. Yeah, we, we all have our hands raised, too. Nobody here saw this coming from Geno Smith. We're talking with Brady Henderson, uh, Seahawks reporter for ESPN, at Brady Henderson on Twitter. We'll give him a follow. On that note, you know, and I don't want to write their obituary before they're dead because it's the NFL playoffs and crazy things happen and upsets take place, but I tend to have the same feeling about the game that you do. Do, do you think they've already made up their mind on how they're going to handle Geno in this offseason in the QB position going forward? Does this weekend's game have anything to do with that? Just where do you think they're at on the on the future of that position? I think it's very much up in the air, and it's it sort of sounds crazy to think that a guy who makes the Pro Bowl uh, and takes his team to the playoffs would not be back as a team starter, but I think that's entirely possible. And, um, you know, I have thought for a while now that, that sort of, if you look at, you can sort of see where both sides could be coming from here. And, and this has been my thought for a while that, you know, Geno Smith, um, look, he's, he's a very confident guy. You could tell that he's a very underpaid guy. That's clear. He's made, you know, he's making, I think a $3.5 billion base value of his deal and he's a pro bowler. Uh, he hasn't made a whole lot of money in his career just because he's been playing on a lot of backup deals. And this is his one shot. To, this is the best shot that he's had, maybe the best shot he'll ever get uh, to really cash in. And meanwhile, the Seahawks, you know, I could see them really trusting their system 
which, you know, just look at what's happened over the past six months where Russell Wilson goes from this guy who's built a Hall of Fame resume playing in their system for 10 years, and then he leaves, and he's terrible. Uh, meanwhile, Geno Smith goes from a backup for the past seven years. He gets in their system as a, a full-time starter, and he goes from a backup to a pro bowler. And I, I, I've thought for a while now that they're going to look at that as validation of their system, and they're going to think, look, if Geno Smith gets too pricey for our liking, that we can just say, you know what, we'll hope to get cheaper, hope to get similar production out of a cheaper alternative, whether that's Drew Locke, who they still really like, uh, and or a high draft pick. Remember, they've got all the extra draft capital, fifth overall pick, which I, I don't know how they don't use it on the defensive player, but even if they do, that's still, you still got your own first round pick uh, and an early second round pick. And so I think the Seahawks are going to take the approach that they want to resign Geno, but they're going to set a certain limit. And if it exceeds that limit, I think they're going to be okay going with a, a cheaper alternative. And I've thought that for a while now. And, you know, Comments from both Pete Carroll and Geno Smith uh, post-game Sunday really sort of re- reinforced that. And Geno Smith was asked if he wants to go to free agency, and he didn't outright say it, but he talked about how it's a business and that everybody has to make the best decisions for themselves. Uh, Pete Carroll was asked about, you know, what about Geno's play this season makes him feel about the quarterback situation going forward. And, you know, he was complimentary of Geno, but he had a couple comments about how the system is really good. Uh, the system is really good, what they're asking their quarterbacks to do. And so those comments really sort of just validated what I've thought, that this is this is very much a, a uncertain deal, and as crazy as it sounds, that, again, when he's been so good and, and he made a Pro Bowl and took to the playoffs, you think it's automatic, but it's far, far from automatic. Uh, Brady, was San Francisco the best team you watched this year? The best team, yeah, the best team I saw the Seahawks play, certainly. And, you know, I, I, I didn't watch Philadelphia as closely, um, but I think I think the 49ers, at least over the second half of the season, they were, yeah. And it's, it's wild to think that you could lose two quarterbacks and still maintain that level of play. Um, and I think it speaks to, again, you know, we're talking about the Seahawks system. I think it speaks to their system too. And, and Pete Carroll was sort of talking about this yesterday and I asked him to elaborate on it because he'd, he'd sort of referred to Brock Purdy um, as kind of the point guard. And Pete Carroll always, that, that's kind of the model that he wants his quarterbacks to play of as, as sort of like an NBA point guard and, and more like the John Stockton point guard, not the, the James Harden point guard. And what he means there <laughs> is uh, you're not asking your quarterbacks to, to be that guy who you know takes the seven step drop and surveys the field and, you know, just rips a throw 30 yards downfield into a tight window. It's, it's for the 49ers. It's more about making life easy on the quarterback, giving those guys easy completions um, with opportunities for the playmakers to, to run after the catch and, and really put those guys in position to carry the load. And that's what Brock Purdy's doing. And that's how you go from, you know, a seventh round pick rookie uh, who's your third option to, you know, keeping them afloat and helping them, keep that 10-game winning streak alive and going into the playoffs as the number two seed. So I, I think that they're a better team than the 49ers, than the uh, Eagles, not not by like a wide margin or anything, but um, I could see them going to Philadelphia and winning that game and going to the Super Bowl, even with a, a you know, seventh 
round rookie third string quarterback. Yeah. Well, let's get to the most important issue on the game this weekend, and that is how's Brady Henderson feeling about the line? So we're at 10, we're minus 10, I think, right now. <laughs> now, you point out the first game in San Francisco, bloodbath, 27 7. I think their only touchdown was a special teams touchdown. Second game in Seattle, it was a very misleading final score that could have easily been a wider margin than that. Uh, are, we, are we seeing blowout? You think Seattle covers? How, how's Brady feeling about the line this weekend? I think it's not going to be close. Uh, and remember, the 49ers didn't have Devo Samuel in that yeah. uh, in that December game, too. And so, just, you know, might be the best player on the field, you know, by the way. Just add that <laughs> to the mix. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, look, the, the Lions, I mean, those guys in Vegas know a whole lot. It's, it's sort of freaky how much they know. So if I, if I had not seen a line, I would have said, this is probably a 16 point San Francisco that, that they should be favored by 16. So the fact that it's 10 and again, Vegas always knows something that we don't. So I, I'll predict a 13 point 49ers win, just knowing that, you know, the Seahawks, they're a competitive team. They are maybe sort of hitting their stride. So maybe that helps make up the difference in what I thought 16 points, but uh, I just 49ers are just far, far superior and they're playing at home and they have Devo. Yeah. That's, I think it's a 13-point win, at least for them. Okay, locking that in, baby. Well, I, you know, look, nothing to lose for Seattle. They had a great year. And I felt more like an end-of-a-season interview with Brady than it did, like, <laughs> it did. hey, there's a playoff, playoff game this yeah. weekend, you know? Well, I think <laughs> I, we all agree with the sentiment that he's saying. Yeah, you know, we've seen this game twice, yeah. and hey, it's the NFL. Crazy things could happen. We'll see if Seattle can pull off a shocking upset. If not, then we go into an offseason where we wonder what do they do in the draft and what do they do with Geno. The one good thing is, despite Brady having to get ready for the draft, I mean, that's just a couple months away, and... I bet Brady's busting out the sticks here soon. Oh, yeah. Because remember, Brady's like a two-handed Oh, you know I am. Yeah, yeah. Brady, what, what's your no, handicap? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a nine-something right oh. now. Hopefully, you can get, get, shave a couple off during the golf yeah. season. But, no, you're right about one thing. I am going to break out the sticks. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the 49er shirt on underneath his suit this weekend, potentially. Like, yes, off-season golf, baby. Let's go. We're all like-minded. Brady Henderson. I mean, I did, I did check the weather as soon as the matchup was set, and I was bummed to realize that it's pouring rain in the Bay Area. Yeah. So that dream has died quickly. Yeah, but. that's a bummer. <laughs> at, at Brady Henderson, go give him a follow. He's one of our favorites. He covers the Seahawks for ESP, ESPN. Brady, uh, have fun this weekend in the Bay Area. Hopefully you're on a golf course soon. And uh, thanks as always, man. We'll catch up again. Always appreciate the time. All right. Always fun talking with you guys. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com.